the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. And who are you? I'm good. I've titled today's episode, Harnessing Stress, Expanding Your Window of Tolerance Through Challenges. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Clint, how do you think you handle stress or challenges now versus how you once handled them, maybe 10, 20 years ago? Honestly, it's a good question. <laughs> it's it's something I think I've not sweat. I don't sweat the small stuff. I don't sweat the small stuff anymore compared to doing that years back to where the things that seemed so important to me 10 to 12 years ago are just kind of irrelevant. And, and if it didn't happen a certain way, then uh, I would get worked up or stressed out on it where, and Ashley, you were the one who really helped me come to the understandings of not stressing out over, over those things. So I would say, you know, dealing with stress in general, like finding outlets, like doing yard work or finding time to decompress, going and doing fun activities where before it, I didn't really have healthy outlets with it. I think for me, I've really come to this understanding as an adult that there is a window of tolerance that exists depending on the stressors that you have experienced in your life, whether they are experiences that you meant for them to happen meaning you're putting stress on your body, or maybe you're challenging yourself intellectually, you're working, going to school at the same time, like all of those kinds of things. And the more that we have, right, because there could also be the unexpected ones where you get into a car crash or like something unexpected happens. The more stress that we have in our lives, I believe that it helps to create this window of tolerance that then begins to expand. And we haven't really talked about this exactly, Clint, but I know for me, I had an amazing childhood. Like I was so thankful to have the parents that I, I still have my father, but to have grown up in the environment that I did. But it was very, very challenging for me as a kid because I didn't get to experience childhood in a way that most people do. And the reason for that is because I had a defect from the factory. <laughs> I ended up having major reconstruction surgery on my knee when I was in the sixth grade. And I remember being so excited for, right? When you're in sixth grade, you're like getting ready to be a senior in elementary school. And I remember being so excited for that. And yet it never happened for me because before I even entered into the sixth grade, um, my parents got rid of a couch and they had the old one in the front yard. My mom left to go to the market. My older brother was home sleeping, I think. I wasn't allowed to do these kinds of things. I wasn't even allowed to... I was this precious pearl growing up. So I was not allowed to go out front on my own like I did. So I was already doing something I shouldn't have been doing. I went out front onto the couch and I started to jump on it like it was a trampoline. And something happened where I must have just turned the right way and my knee snapped. I could hear it snap. It was loud. And I just instantly started to scream. And this is the middle of the morning. Nobody is out. Everybody's already, you know, carrying on with their day. And... 
I was just screaming bloody murder because of the pain. Like I couldn't help but to scream. That's how bad the pain was. And my brother came out and he's asking me what was wrong. And he was so scared because me doing something wrong meant that he was going to get into trouble because he was the older brother. And so we had to just wait for my mom to come home. This was before cell phones and things like that. And actually, he might have even called the market. Like, that was the kind of thing we did back in the day, right? I think he might have even called the market to have them page my mom on the loudspeaker and then um, for my mom to come home that way. And she came home and there was something seriously wrong with my leg. And it wasn't, it wasn't just that I had injured it in that moment. It turned out that my femur muscle was not where it was supposed to be. My tendons were loose. There was all these other um, just genetically incorrect things wrong with my knee that we didn't know about until then. And... Long story short, I had to go to, I think, 12 different orthopedic surgeons, pediatric orthopedic surgeons, for them to be able to even find out what was wrong with me, because apparently this kind of injury or what was wrong wasn't um, something that they had seen, and it also wasn't something that they had looked at unless they were into like a sports medicine with these crazy athletes. And so I had to have that surgery, and then as I went through puberty and then grew older in ninth grade everything basically grew back to how it was to begin with. And my friend in the ninth grade, mind you, ninth grade, right? So excited to be in high school. My brother was going to be a senior, like totally looking forward to that. It must've been maybe the first week or so of the ninth grade. My friend went to go like hop on my back and give me a hug from behind. My knee snapped. I'm screaming bloody murder, exactly the same situation. And I had to have the entire thing done all over. And this type of genetic defect is not like, it's not like a microscopic repair. This requires, how big is my scar? Like 14 inches yeah. maybe. And you know, everything needs to be remade to how it should be. And the last time I saw an orthopedic surgeon, because I thought I might've injured it again, thinking I was running from a snake and it was a lizard chasing <laughs> me. And, um, he said I needed to have it done again, but I guess the newest procedures requires diver tendons and shit like that, which I'm not ready for. Um, but it's operable right now, which back in those two instances, it wasn't at all. So having to deal with that, and then I had to be at a school for an entire year each time I had a, a homeschool. There was a tutor, a teacher that came into my house for two years during sixth grade. And then again, in ninth grade, and it was hard, it was hard to do that. And then it was even harder to try to retransition back into school as a 10th grader after that. There were a lot of reasons for that. I was so advanced academically that going into seventh grade and then going into 10th grade, it was as though I was already finished with middle school and then finished with high school. And that's not to brag. It's just, I've always been apt when it comes to things educationally. And so I was so bored with school. And then socially, like I hated the people, like I hated the kids. They, everybody was so naive and so young and immature. And I just wasn't into that at all. And it was very, very difficult to have those types of stressors when you're that much of a child, like that young in those two instances. And then to have your entire world, your life change because the good things, right. The anticipation of all those fun things, like the dances or the clubs or the part, like all this stuff, I never got to do any of that. And by the time I was reintegrated back into it, I didn't want to build those relationships with people that by that time, they were just so far beneath me age wise, it seemed. And I think that having that happen when I was so young, definitely increased my window of tolerance when it came to stressors. And the whole reason why the concept of this episode even came up is because two weeks ago, 
Clint has these double-walled espresso glasses, and I dropped one on the ground, and it shattered, like, double, it's dual pane, so it's, like, thin glasses on both sides, and then it shattered all over the place, and I remember things like that that would happen in my home when I was a kid, and it was, like, a big, yelling, loud, kind of uncomfortable, you know, until all the glass gets cleaned up, and when that happened, I just remember thinking about how different it felt. And I'm bringing this up because it's not a common thing for me to have broken a glass. So it's rare for me, not to say I don't make mistakes, but it was just very random for that to happen. And I remember thinking about how something like that could, could have felt incredibly stressful. We have three dogs running around and we were both barefooted and we have hardwood floors, so it really shattered and the pieces were not like you just pick them up. It was like teeny tiny shards of glass. And so I was just thinking about how unique it is to have something that could be very stressful, but then in the moment to be able to actualize and realize that like, wow, this is, this is so different compared to how it could be with regards to how I feel or how we're reacting to it. And, and that goes with anything. Like, it's something that I think our response, and it's a, I think that you feed off your environment too. So if I were to come in and like, oh no, what happened? And, and had it amped it up. Then, or like you fucking broke a glass. Yeah, like, exactly. Because some households, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. It would amp it up in that instance where I think both of us are such level-headed people when it comes to that, like, Oh, it's okay. Let's let's just get to hold the dogs back, and let's like it's a very calm I think, situation. I think your response was, "Oh no," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's true. So, so how do we build that, right? Especially when there's the unexpected. We can't like summon an unexpected strike. I guess we could, but we wouldn't want to. So, I think that the way to help to build that window of tolerance when it comes to these stressors is to get outside of our comfort zones and to literally do things that we haven't done before that make us uncomfortable. Things that we are doing for the very, very first time. Because whether we think it will or not, if you're choosing the right thing, like hopping up on stage and doing comedy or karaoke in front of people, like those types of things are going to be changing the chemicals in your body that you're going to you're going to feel, but then afterwards you're going to be excited and then you're going to be relieved and come down from that high. And so the next time that something happens, be it inadvertent or not, it's going to be more difficult to reach that peak level depending on where you were at. I think that's why a lot of people like to do things like skydiving, for example. So I just wanted to, to bring that up because I thought it was very important for us to realize that the window of tolerance is a very real thing and we can actually improve it, which I think is important for all of us to do, especially if you're a first responder. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.